You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. I believe this is Thursday. Jake Martin from the Washington Citizen hanging out with me. What up, Jake? Well, I'm hanging out with you. Yeah, uh, tonight, or last night, I took an L on Twitter, but today I bounced back. All right. Uh, you know, uh, yesterday was a busy day, but, man, I started, you sent me a, a list of some calls, start working on that. And if you hear one or two good calls, it just puts you in the right frame it of mind. It does. Mood. So I'm telling listeners right now, for the rest of the day, you're going to be in a great mood because you're going to hear some of the all-time greatest calls in sports radio slash tv it got me fired up um and you know i'll say this some of the most iconic sports moments like you go like i I went to visit those and visit those calls some of those calls aren't great some of those calls are a little bit of a letdown Mm. so if you if you're thinking of like a certain moment and it's not included in the list just know there's got to be a natural balance it's got to be a balance it's got to be um like it's got to be both it's got to be an iconic moment but it's also got to be carried by the announcer too like the announcer has to nail it or announcers it's got to be their one shining moment it really does and and i'll tell you i think we got a pretty good list um a little disappointed because i left off one that i wanted to include Mm. and we'll get to that later but well it's always debatable and it is top 10 thursday and we want you to weigh in on the Stuart shelby state from hotline slash text line 888-993-7762 go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote your favorite Sports call of all time. Oh, man. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, we had a couple different calls uh, last night. Where do you want to start? Because we have a number of headlines with a lot of different sports. You know where I want to start. I want to start with the pill. Oh. You know, you know it. Well, you left it up to me. Yeah. They, you know, this was a big one, obviously. They have now won, what, seven straight. And anytime the Spurs are at home, even though San Antonio has been struggling at, uh, As of late, yeah. But when they are at home. And they're up by double digits in the second half. They don't lose. They close out. They do. So the stat is for the Spurs and Popovich, in the second half, when they were up by double digits, going into last night's game, they were 211-0. and How amazing is that? (laughs) That just tells you how great Pop is. But uh, the Pels rallied. The Pels won their seventh game in a row last night. The Spurs led by 15. And that second half at home. Now, I will say, they didn't have a Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. Of course, they're without Kawhi still. But yeah. don't take any shine away from the Pels. They came back. They rallied in the fourth quarter. They actually took their first lead of the game with less than two minutes to play. That came on a, a Drew a Holiday alley to Anthony Davis. Um, what was up with Davis? Only 26 points, yeah. 15 rebounds. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, you look at that stat line, ah, kind of modest day for him. Yeah. Only the fifth win ever for this franchise in San Antonio. 5-24 yeah. and 24 in the Alamo City. Uh, you look at what Davis did. We mentioned the 26 points, but he closes out the month averaging 35 points and 15 rebounds for February. To put that in historical perspective, uh, Moses Malone is the only player in NBA history to average 35 points and 10 rebounds in, or I think it's 35 and 15 in a, in a calendar month. 
Yeah, insane. And he also got the offensive rebound after a missed free throw to seal that game last night. So he he just so if you if you're not buying into the MVP talks, I mean you really need to. He he is deserving of the MVP because we know without Anthony Davis, the Pels are not any good at all. Mm-hmm. He is carrying that franchise and now uh, they are number five in, in the West, tied with the Trailblazers, I believe. They're half a game back from the Spurs now mm. after that win. Still, uh, it's all kind of it's very bundled tight. up. Yeah, it's very tight in there. Pretty good story, though, developing. Yeah, great story. I mean, who would have thought this would have happened after Boogie's injury? Uh, other headlines from uh, last night, and we go to the college baseball ranks, a number of games, including uh, the Tigers left the friendly uh, confines of the box. They ventured out. They go down to Hammond Square up against Southeastern, a squad that hadn't had much success against them overall. 3,100 fans reported in the stadium to watch Southeastern knock off LSU. Yeah, uh, a little bit more than 74. But LSU, there were a couple of – I'll get to the good first. Jake Slaughter. Mm-hmm. LSU was down 5-1 to one in the eighth inning. Slaughter comes up to bat, drills a three-run homer to bring LSU with them one. That's huge because Jake Slaughter really needed that. I think going into the game, he was uh, 3 of 27 for the year, and that was uh, just his fourth home run of his career. He'd been hitting the ball hard just right at people. He has. He has been making some good contact. Now, the bad is remains, I, I should say, the pitching staff. I mean, they went with Johnny Holstaff, and the worst part of this is last night, Todd Peterson, who I told you this wasn't going to last with him being the Sunday starter, <clears throat> he got rocked last night. And then Trent Vietmeer, or Vetmeyer, I'm still learning how to say his name, he got rocked as well. And that's concerning because up until that point, I think he was one of the most reliable hand, uh, pitchers coming out of the bullpen. He had gotten off to a great start to the season. So those two guys got uh, shelled. The other, other pitchers came in and, and did pretty well, but – you know, this the is the first win for the Lions over LSU since uh, 2008 at the original Alex Box Stadium. Tigers had won 23 of the last 24 games between the two schools. I could make the argument, and others would also. LSU needs to make more of these trips across the state because they get into these uh, rowdy atmospheres, and you know, it, it makes it an event. And if they want to continue that, not that they're worried about their brand that much inside the state, but I will say. LSU ventures up around the state more, comes up to ULM, makes a trip to Louisiana Tech. What's it hurting? And plus, you're going to get into these kind of environments that can only help you down the road in SEC play. And it's helping, you know, the baseball programs within the state, right? Not that they're that's their uh, objective to, to go out there and help. But, I mean, come on. This is – I remember, like I said yesterday, when I was at Nichols, they came to Nichols, and it was a big event. Because, you know, Nichols, you don't really get too many big games. That was a huge event. And, uh, yeah, it'll be that way to all schools. I think Maneri's argument, though, they do a lot of that with Nichols or Southeastern. But, or, you know, they'll play the Cajuns. It's but closer. to make a trip to, to Ruston or Monroe, yeah. you know, the kids got to go to school the next day. Yeah, but come on. Come <laughs> on. Uh, anybody that went to a game when uh, LSU came up to Warhawk Field, uh, it was an event. It was yeah. a happening. I can only – and then Louisiana Tech, I don't know when the last time that happened. The only time I remember is back in the late 90s when I was working at, over in the Shreveport area. Hmm. You know, huge crowd. So it would be nice to see, but big picture, LSU last year had some issues in midweek games. It yeah. does happen. Nice win for Southeastern, though. 
Yes, indeed. And Louisiana Tech, which is the game you were at last night, you got to see quite an eventful game. Yeah, David uh, Leal continues uh, to, to dominate on the mound for Tech in midweek games. Another outstanding performance. He had 12 Ks and six-plus innings of work, but he hit that pitch mark where I think he was at 101 pitches. So he gets pulled, and then uh, ultimately they fall behind 2-1. to one. They battle their way back. And uh, this is what it sounded like with uh, Dave Nitz, the Hall of Famer, with the call as Tech trailed two to one, for, but not for long. Hit toward left field, going back at the warning track. It's gone a home run, opposite field home run by Hunter Wells, his first home run of the season. Big hit there, but uh, ultimately then they fall behind. Uh, Four to two, they battle their way back again with a, a triple in the bottom of the ninth to uh, tie it up. Have an opportunity, of course, with the man standing on third with just one out, but the Bulldogs do not capitalize. And then in the tenth inning, Northwestern State pushes across two runs. The Demons walk out of J.C. Love with a six to four victory. Anybody that heard uh, Lane Burroughs's uh, post game comments on the radio, not a happy camper said uh, they are not a very good baseball team right now. He well, says he is not doing a good job as a head coach. And, of course, the road gets a little tougher now for the Diamond Dogs. Well, 1 of 14 with runners in scoring position. That You, you can't expect your team to win any games if that's the case. I mean, you you got to produce when, when guys are in scoring position. They now score off against, I believe, the ninth-ranked team in the country in Texas A&M. Also this weekend in Frisco, uh, Baylor. They'll have a matchup against them also. And Cal is also part of that big event over in Frisco as they make their way over there. Tech's going to have to play a lot better this weekend. Ultimately, that was a game that, uh, you know, they battled back several times and then had a golden opportunity to win that in dramatic fashion and could not get the job done. Yeah, but Tech did throw eight different pitchers, and they recorded 17 strikeouts. So good for pitching staff still. Uh, UL in baseball, of course, they get ready to go to Southern Illinois. There was some news, Braden. Barrett, a well-deserved honor for him. He is the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week. A well-deserved honor. He had 14 hits last week. He had a 429 average. He had four stolen bases. He did it all. Of course, ULM with a tough loss against Jackson State. They'll now make that long road trip to take on Southern Illinois. You may forget, Jake, that was the, the one shiny moment last year. They won that series against Southern Illinois here yeah. at Warhawk Field. Hmm. Other headlines on this Thursday morning, Jake. Uh, LSU basketball took another L last night, and that's kind of what I was making reference to uh, at the top of the show. I, I was asked to tweet a final about it, Aaron. Have you ever messed up on Never. Twitter? Never. Not once. Okay. Well, don't try not to because people will not let you live it down. My final tweet from the game was this. LSU rallied from 15 to send the South Carolina game to overtime on a clutch three-pointer from Tremont Waters, but Georgia – Pulled away with the 83-74 victory. It's all right. Can you imagine how many comments I've gotten about? Well, you should just mess up more often. Yeah, I should. It helped uh, gain a couple more followers. That's true, yeah. I could get some more uh, exposure on Twitter. I understand this was a pretty exciting ball game. It was. It was, it was one of those games where, you know, LSU fell behind by 15 in the second half. And they just looked lifeless. But they turned up the pressure. They got 10 points in 49 seconds. Hmm. It was, it was like uh, the, the Duke-Maryland game, 2001. Like I, Very rare you, you find that happen. So they reduced the gap to five. 
it became a dog fight from there. And um, toward the toward the end of the game, Tremont Waters, he's the guy. Uh, they had 12 seconds left. They inbound the ball, get it to him, and he takes a shot with I think like four seconds left and uh, drains the three pointer to send it to overtime. But they get it to overtime and they don't score a point until 45 seconds left. So Georgia went on a 9-0 run and, and pretty much handed them, uh, got them a pretty easy victory. Did I say Georgia against South Carolina? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Why do I keep wanting to say Georgia? I guess because they played Georgia last week. I feel like the season ended after Georgia, right? Because that was uh, they needed to win that one to still make a case for the tournament. They're, they're, no, their resume for the CBI and CIT is looking stronger every single game. Just need more wins against Georgia. I got. I don't know why I keep saying Georgia. Though. My goodness. <laughs> Got to stop that. Uh, we do have a big night of uh, college basketball tonight. Uh, Lady Texas are on the road versus Rice. Versus Rice. ULM returns home to square off against a Little Rock squad that has been struggling. Big opportunity for ULM, of course, to continue to work on their postseason seating. Final two home games for ULM. Encourage everybody to get out there and check out this squad. Uh, Tech is versus Southern Miss. That game is on Saturday. And the Grambling men, after winning, what, 11 straight, they try to get back on track after losing two straight. They travel to Alabama A&M. Grambling's still fighting for a regular season SWAT Conference Championship. What'd you, did you see that also in college basketball last night, uh, Kentucky on senior night versus Ole Miss? <laughs> there, there are no seniors? They have no seniors. <laughs> First time since 44-45 they have not had a senior, but they still had senior night. And the least shocking headline of the, the day, see, Calipari says players should be paid for their likeness. <laughs> yeah, least shocking indeed. I got, yeah, we'll get it, we'll get into that one day. We'll have a long conversation about that. Uh, did I miss any other headlines? Uh, you you don't want to talk about your boy from Texas Wesleyan? Yeah, so Texas Wesleyan's uh, head baseball coach finds himself now in the national headline. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, you got the the tweet there, or what he tweeted to the player in the story. Uh, it is not so. They were looking at a kid from Colorado, where they thought. So he tweets to him, and here's the tweet from uh, Mike Jeffcoat. And there is a local angle to this, of course, a former Louisiana Tech Bulldog. Now he's the head baseball coach at Texas Wesleyan, and he's been there for quite some time. So there's a player in Colorado they supposedly are looking at. His name is Gavin. So he texts him. Thanks for your interest in our program. Unfortunately, we are not recruiting players from the state of Colorado. In the past, players have had trouble passing our drug tests. We have made a decision not to take a chance on student-athletes from your state. You can thank your liberal politicians. Best of luck wherever you decide to play. Ouch. So The line there, you can thank your liberal politicians. Yeah. He's under a bit of scrutiny today, as you can imagine. Um, Yeah, I I just don't – do you have to be that honest? I mean, you're, you're clearly making a statement there because you know this kid's going to release it. So you're getting the publicity you want it. Uh, Houston Chronicle is on this story. Of course, now it's gone uh, national on terms of what this means. Uh, now you get the uh, p- uh, vice president at Texas Wesleyan has to weigh in, and he says the comments he made are in no way a reflection of mm-hmm. Texas Wesleyan University, the value or its recruiting practices. This is a personnel matter. It's currently under investigation. We follow due process here. It's our university policy not to discuss personnel matters. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, unfortunately, if you're a Mike Jeffcoat fan, probably is not going to end up well for him. Nope, it's not. I, I don't know if that statement was worth it. Uh, 
And then uh, the baseball coach, the former baseball coach of the kid that he texts, says he was shocked by Jeff Coates' email. This according to the story in uh, the Houston Chronicle. He said, I've never seen a coach send an email like that to a kid. I was kind of shocked a coach would connect a political issue to a kid. It just made no sense. The student has not been in trouble one time at our school. But was it an email or a text? Yeah, the coach just, you know, sometimes they confuse texts and emails. Yeah. You know, technology. Must be like you, right? He's probably in his 40s just like me. <laughs> He's not a young whippersnapper like your show. That's right. So there are a few headlines on this Thursday morning. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pink. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right, it's Top Ten Thursday. We continue to ask for your favorite, your best call in the sports world. Ben says, I need to hear both Pat Hughes and Joe Buck's calls of when the Cubs won the World Series. I know Tabor wants to relive that moment as well. Joe Buck, I don't know if we've uh, really got him on the list, to be honest with you. He's had some opportunities. Yeah, I'm not the, I don't hate Joe Buck. A lot of people hate Joe Buck. I don't hate him. Don't love him either. He's 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 fine. So you think this uh, top ten Thursday will be better than last week? It'll be a lot better. What was last week? I don't even remember now. Uh, it was your to, idea. I, I whatever. Forced that out of my my memory. No, it was uh, the the best college basketball traditions. Oh yeah, that was an award winner. <laughs> you got to save that show. Enter in the contest. That's right. That's right. <laughs> top ten Thursday best calls. Let us know what you think. We have sort of a list. It is a working list. We can certainly change things up as we go along. That's what we do. Chris Blair has a has had a few good calls throughout his career. He will join us, the voice of the LSU Tigers. We'll talk some basketball. Obviously, we'll talk some baseball, maybe even some spring football as it is right around the corner. Chris Blair joins us at 8 o'clock. Besides that, we are pretty wide open. We're wide open. I, I want to talk about the LHSA a little bit in the next segment because that's an interesting uh, – well, an interesting story broke yesterday about what teams received yeah. from the state championship and, and from the Superdome, and uh, it wasn't as much as they were anticipating. Let's get into that in the next segment as we continue to take nominees for the best calls of all time. The Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7 is back after this on this Thursday morning. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, 
work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, biked, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. I got a couple texts here. Richie is a smart man on this Thursday morning. All right. You going to make me read it? Yeah. He says, funny this is, Aaron and myself tried to tell you it wouldn't play well over the radio. We hate to say we told you so, but. Richie, it's kids nowadays. They just don't listen. Right. It's these millennials. You know what's funny, Aaron, is we've got a recommendation for our top ten best calls. Yeah. The Bluegrass Miracle. Yeah. We actually included it in our worst. Yeah. Why are you always piling on? I'm not piling on. In fact, we're going to make it up to Jim Hawthorne today. Oh. Okay. Warren Morris is going to crack the top ten. Warren Morris is going to crack the top ten. Letting you know right now. That was the thing when you were trying to make a list like this, and then, you know, you throw in some LSU calls, and then you start thinking some other calls, that you know, memorable calls in this state, and then, of course, the Saints. It's hard not to include them on the top ten. It is. Uh, I will tell you this. I was as unbiased as I could be mm. in making the list. Like, I, I try. I, I really did examine the best Saints calls, best LSU calls, best Tech calls. I, I was trying to say, like, does this actually deserve to be in the top ten? Now Hawthorne, the Warren Morris, it's it's on it's it teetered like it could have went either way. I gave him I gave him the nod just because we kind of piled on him in the last. I feel like we need to make it up to him a little bit. And who knows? Maybe down the road we can do just top ten local calls. That'd be fun. No, Quint says the bar is set low for your top ten after last week. <laughs> uh, Quint also wants to know the Pels are flying high. Who's on their flight uh, path now? Uh, Mavs, I believe. Mm. That is Monday. Sunday. I think Sunday. Uh, another text here. Uh, they're talking about Texas Wesley. And, of course, the text message from the coach to the prospective recruit said they didn't want the kid from Colorado anyway because if they did, they would have grabbed him and not made a political statement. That's actually coming from Matt. And Sherman says he's, he offers the shot heard around the world. I think it'll be in there. We'll see. All right. Some news from the LHSA is the girls' basketball championships continue. And, of course, we look forward to the quarterfinals tomorrow on the boys' side. Yes, but the news today is about the football program, the football championship game. And, it, you know, it's, it's been held at the Superdome. And apparently the schools were notified that they were going to – what they received from the championship games was going to be a cut. Now, it wasn't exactly the cut that they were anticipating. 
the story reads uh, they were expecting some of the schools, what, $11,000 or so, and they received a check from the LHSA somewhere around in the neighborhood of six grand. De La Salle received a 43% cut. Mm-hmm. They were expecting $11,797. They got 6150 mm-hmm. Carr actually got uh, 6085 instead of 10900 so, this has started a little bit of a debate as to whether or not we should still have the oh, championship games yes. in the yes. Superdome. Yes. Well, it's offering more. You're for it. I, I think we're all for it. I think, I'm think i sorry. I think we're all in the media for it because it's, it's, it's great. Well, if you're a fan and you're not for it, all you got to do is go back to 2005 and sitting in an independent stadium and freezing to death. <laughs> That's the one thing. That's and true. It literally, I'm... And we've had this argument numerous times. Mm-hmm. Part of going to the state championship game is the practice and, of course, playing in that dome and, of yeah. course, the walkthrough leading into it. Sure. But, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, the Saints should be getting a hometown discount from Drew Brees. Drew Brees should give them a discount because, you know. Right, right, right. Well, how about the Saints give the LHSA, or more notably, the players and the programs and the teams in the state a discount on how much they charge to have an event in there. I know, so, and I don't know the official numbers, what they are now, but I know at some point, I mean, it's $300,000 to rent out that joint. $500,000. See, it's gone up. It's uh, So this is according to Eddie Bonine. He was reached uh, about this. Uh, WGNO had the story. Uh, so he said rental loan for the Superdome is around $500,000. With total expenses, they end up spending around $700,000 for this. So, obviously, that affects what the schools get back in return. And here's a quote from Catholic High's uh, Brent Endis. He says, if we played the game at Cajun Field, talking about uh, them and Notre Dame, he said, we would have made more than $60,000. So, that, that's, he basically said, you know, why can't we play at, at somewhere else and, and make more money? And so... People asked Bo Nine yet again, is there any thought to, to moving this? And he said, absolutely not. Mm. So he's standing firm, and I, that's what I expect him to do. Mm. But the fact is, it costs a lot of money. It costs well, a lot of money to and, and, You know, every year we have coaches on as they get ready for the state championship games, and we talk about the experience. And the, the thing they continue to mention, they don't get that many hotel rooms to start with. And it is not a money-making adventure when you make it to the to the state championship game. In fact, it costs some programs actually money to go down there and to play. Man, that's what's tough. I think there has to be. I'm I'm with you. I think the Superdome needs to needs to back off a little bit. You know, but think they'll about come the back kids. with the personnel and the security and what they have to put in. I get to it. Hold an event like that. I get it. Uh, it's. It's, it's tough, man. And Bonat said he, you know, he was working on it. They're going to try to figure it out to where you know schools will be able to take home more money. But man, to to only get six thousand dollars from that, I can see why a lot of high school coaches are are upset today. Well, not only that, when they're anticipating and they got the ground rules and the guidelines and they've yeah. done the math and the calculations and they think they're, they're getting an extra five grand and perhaps they've already spent that on some other things inside their program and then you get the check and you're like, oh, where's the rest of it? And, and Quint just asked, what is the LHSA doing to spend 200000 on top of the rental? Well, it co- I don't know the exact cost of, of ter- keeping the lights on, but that costs an, an 
enormous amount, and they have to do that for the practices, for the photo ops. There's a lot of stuff that goes into this championship weekend. I know what the LHSA is not spending the money on. That's the food in the press box. <laughs> Stop. Are you about to complain about no. food? Well, they charge us 10 bucks too. The poor media. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, they ran out of tickets. Is that what you're referring <laughs> yes. to? Oh, man, that upset me. You're going to cost – you're going to charge me? Uh, Whatever. Spoiled media members over here. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that. Yes. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. But the, the experience of being in the Superdome is part – of advancing the state championship game. And the Tomcat and I have gotten in arguments about this numerous times. He's like, you could play this literally in Balkanville. People are going to show up, and the kids are still going to be excited about playing for a state title. Yeah, but I think what you love about it, and I love, love this too, is the first time those kids walk into the Superdome. A lot of these kids have never been to New Orleans, yeah. or, or you know, much less been inside the Superdome. So, yeah, I think that's a really cool experience, and I would I would hate to take that away from them, but – Money talks, man. They, they better figure out this money thing. 888-993-7762 is the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. It is Top 10 Thursday. Coming up, are you ready to dive into this? Let's do it. Honorable mentions. Coming up. After the break. On. Sports Talk. 97.7. That was horrible. That was great. We'll Our chemistry do- is. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot question our chemistry. <laughs> we'll try to do better after the break. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive the dream. Live to drive. Hey, this is Doug Gottlieb with a very important message. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car in the tracks, you're right. It will, about a mile after it hits you, which surprisingly happens more than you think to people who try and beat trains across the tracks. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. So next time you see a train approaching, don't try and beat it, because statistics show you might lose. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hooters, you can watch the tournament with all your buddies. And when your buddies are the world-famous Hooters girls, there's always plenty of ice-cold beer and our new smoked wings that are nothing but net. Hooters girls know plenty about basketball, but we really know the fans who live for it. So come in and catch all the games with your whole crew and try our new smoked wings. Marinated overnight, then smoked low and slow. That's a whole new take on our craveable wings, and they may be our best ones yet. Hooters. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Got one text here. All it says is softball. 
<laughs> Can I guess who it's from? <laughs> Man, Mother Nature is uh, creating Man, a little issues. That's, that's what's because the the Trey tournament's supposed to start today. So I'm wondering if we're getting if we're going to be able to get a little baseball in. I think we will. I I, I hope we haven't gotten too much rain. Uh, and I hadn't really looked too too much at the forecast the rest of the day, but uh, the problem is just the standing water. Now what this has done to to fields. I drove by uh, Neville's field the other uh, afternoon, and literally it's probably Coach Guerrero out there working on the infield, and it just looked horrible. Mm. Yeah. And then the beauty of it is too the flip side. You go over to J.C. Love Field last night. And you continue, that place just looks magnificent. Mm-hmm. Where that has gone from to where it is now, it is literally night and day. And then, of course, with the drainage issues that they don't have to deal with out there, uh, pretty darn impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready for the stop 10 Thursday? Yeah. So, okay, so we're trying to put together a list like this, uh, best calls, most memorable calls of all time. And all you got to do is start there. When you're throwing in all time. Yeah, you're going to leave out a lot. Yeah. So you're opening the door for a lot of criticism, but that's fine. Here's so you start with a working list, and you have this, and then you start to try to whittle it down, and then you try to number them. But even with the working list, trying to get it down to 10 is not an easy time. And then guess what? When you do that, you ha- one that you planned on including, you accidentally left off. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and admit right now, it was supposed to be in the top 10, but I somehow missed it when I was ranking them. Down goes Frazier's not it. Yeah, yeah. Howard, I, Howard I, Cosell, I, down goes Frazier, does planned, not crack the text. Okay, it, it, it would have. It did. I just missed it when I was ranking them. Mm. I had it listed in my in my short on a short list, and I just overlooked it. So that's my bad. It should be in the top ten. So if you're like, where's down goes Frazier, that's why it's not in there. And whenever you're making a top ten list of the greatest calls, and Gus Johnson is not in the <laughs> yeah. list. Well – how many great calls has Gus Johnson had? He's had a had lot of great calls, but how many iconic moments? Yeah. I think that's the other thing. So I think there was a Gonzaga game in the '90s. It was pretty crazy. When you're when you're looking at this, yeah, and, and listen, these are t- we actually have eleven. I, I tied two of them, so we have eleven. I cheated a little bit, so we have eleven calls here. So you're talking about eleven moments in sports. You know how many great moments, iconic moments there have been in sports? So yes, there's going to be a lot that's left off. But I think this list is pretty dang good. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Uh, some of the other ones that uh, did not crack the list, and I knew you would give the shaft to a secretary in horse racing. Yeah, sorry. I mean, sorry. I, still get, I still get goosebumps just hearing that call. Okay, well, I, I should have put it in there for you, but I, it, it didn't resonate with me like some of these other ones. The legendary uh, announcer Milo Hamilton, his call of Hank Aaron. Yeah, another good one. I, we, we have some other. That's an honorable mention, yeah. Uh, a couple Marv Albert calls with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was pretty good. I thought about it. Ended up leaving it off. I tell, I tell you, um, there was another. The Christian Leitner yeah. call. So, so that, Vern Lundquist? Vern Lundquist. The call didn't. It was a little bit of a letdown. It was. Okay, so it's TV. So. He, he he hits the he catches it turns around and hits the shot like we all know, and Vern says yes and it's a really cool moment and then like a good TV broadcaster does he doesn't talk and he lets the moment sink in. That doesn't really play well as far as radio, so that's why I left that one off. Yeah. I, I I thought hard about that one because uh, I wanted to include it because that's one of the most iconic moments in sports, definitely in March Madness history, 
Um, but, yeah, it, it, it came short. All right, I think we're ready to dive into this. So uh, honorable mentions. So we talk about some of the great calls that left out, and we got one here, and leave it to Jake to throw a little UFC in here. I didn't think this deserved to be this high or even get a, a mention, let alone well, let a play. Well, let me set here. it up. Uh, first of all, Okay, this is my uh, bias bias coming in, but I I love MMA, y'all. Those listen to the show know I love MMA, and this is my all-time favorite MMA call because we had never seen a front kick to the face before ever, uh, in in UFC. So this is a, a title fight, a, a grudge match really between Anderson Silva and Vitor Belfort because usually traditionally Brazilians don't like to fight each other, um, and so because of that, Anderson Silva didn't really want to fight Vitor Belfort. Or that was his claim. Vitor pushed for the title fight. He got the title fight. So they fight and leave it to Anderson Silva to make Vitor Belfort a human highlight for the rest of, of, of human history. Now, Who's got the call here? This is Joe Rogan's. Well, this is uh, uh, Mike Veins Goldberg. Veins popping out of his neck. Veins popping out of his neck because it's the first time we ever saw this. Now, a front kick, I just want to say real quick, a front kick is usually to the body. And, it, and a lot of times it's not even for damage, it's for spacing. It's Look at this analysis from Jake. I'm just telling you. So it, I had like – this is a great call because I had literally the same reaction when I watched it live. Uh, that's what's great about Joe is he is a fan, and he, he, he brings that the voice of a fan to, to a big-time broadcast. So here's the call. Looking for the big left hand. Outstanding head movement by Anderson. Like we said, second to none. of both fighters, Anderson, right there. Let me tell you something. Not only is that the first time I've ever seen anybody knock a guy out with a front kick to the face in MMA, in any contact sport, in karate, in taekwondo, in kickboxing, I've never seen someone get knocked out with a front kick to the face. He got kicked to the face, Jake. <sighs> I got chills, dude. That, that's better than down goes Frazier? I didn't. Dude, down goes Frazier was in my top ten. Uh, I just somehow missed it. <laughs> Uh, so that that was a human error. I, I had that in my top ten. But, yeah, man, that gives me chills. I, I, you can say what you want, but uh, that was that was amazing. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from uh, Jim Henderson later on in our top ten list of best calls. Continue to just uh, play a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Tracy Porter, the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Super Bowl hero. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a pretty good call from Jim Henderson. Tracy Porter again. He's running free. He's going to go all the way. Hand outstretched. It is a Saint touchdown. 70 yards on the return. 70 yards on the return by Porter. Good call. I think we all remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dwayne points out it's not iconic or great if you have to explain it. It's uh, MMA is not the, the biggest sport, so. Look, I, I wanted to include that in my honorable mention. I didn't include it in the top ten. Be glad I didn't include it in the top ten. Uh, Ty's got one there from Jonesboro. Best best call for Rogan ever made for me. Anderson Silva was a bad dude. I remember watching the Silva fight at Hooters when Wyman took him down. Mm. 
Throws in Hooters. Nice plug. <laughs> uh, here's another honorable mention to LeBron James taking it hard to the hole. Garnett comes out on LeBron. Now they switch it. Here's Pierce again. A Smith screen. Posey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no regard for human life has given the Cavaliers their biggest lead tonight. That's a great line. No regard for human life. It's a rest of the call. Yeah, the, I, I, I had it in there yeah. because of the no regard for Good human stuff, life. Though. That's and a then, great and call. And then the, all the crowd noise pumped uh, in there. That dunk, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nasty. All right, game seven of the uh, 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals, the Patri- uh, Patriots, the Pacers, and the Knicks. Now, this is a great call from Mark Boyle. Harper to get it in, throws it to Ewing, Ewing surrounded, two seconds to shoot, he drives, he shoots, he missed, he missed, he missed, we win the bell, baby, ding dong, the witch is dead, and the Pacers have won it, 97 to 95, and we're going to Disney World. (laughs) Ring the bell, I love that call. The witch is dead. That's a great call, getting a lot of texts here, uh. Quint says it must be a millennial thing that MMA call is underwhelming at best. <laughs> Next text, it's okay, Jake, that MMA call was great. Uh, Shane C says, now you want me back over. Is that all of them? My, you know my computer freezes. Keep them coming at the Stuart Shelby State from hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. That's the beauty of this exercise. Of course, uh, it's all debatable, and mm. then, of course, you hear one call, and it Brings back another memory or another call like, hey, that's pretty darn good also. Yes. Um, do we have the, the Pavlicek audio? Pavlicek, uh, let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll have a couple more honorable mention calls, plus our top ten. You can continue to weigh in. The Morning Drive is back after this on 97. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Hello, I'm Emma Montgomery, reporter for Rustin High School FFA. We are hosting our annual bass fishing tournament. The pre-tournament meeting is March 2nd at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Rustin High School Act Department. The tournament is March 3rd from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. when the teams must return to the Agriculture Department. The cost to enter is $50 per team, big bass included, with 100% payback. There are two divisions, member division, where one team member must be an FFA member in Lincoln Parish. The other division is for any FFA supporter or alumni member in Lincoln Parish. For more information, please contact Head Advisor Landon Waite 
at landon.wade at lincolnschools.org. Hope to see you there. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. It is Top 10 Thursday. Today's subject, today's topic, uh, Top 10 Calls of All Time. Jonathan said, all these calls making me look them up on YouTube on the drive to work. Uh, ooh, be, be safe. Ooh. Don't do that, John. Um, Honorable mentions, we continue to go through them before we get to our our top ten. This was way before your time and my time, too, Jake. It was before your time? I know. I had no idea. I thought you watched it. Uh, So, John Havlicek shows the win for the Boston Celtics in Game 7 of the 1965 Eastern Conference Finals against Wilt Chamberlain and the Philadelphia 76ers by knocking away Hal Greer's inbound pass in the final seconds. They do it a little bit better than that. Go ahead, sorry. I'm just setting it up. <laughs> All right. Five seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and have a check field. Orchestra was not playing during the game. <laughs> they didn't just play background music while they It helps, it. though. It does help. Okay, right quick. You, you didn't even pick the best Johnny Most call. Yes. Bird, Larry right? Bird. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's good stuff. Yeah. I knew Tabor would weigh in. I know. Yeah, I like both of those calls. I just, there's something about that call that I like a little bit better. I like that call a little bit better. It was the music the it was No, the it was music. music. It was not the music. Definitely not the music. Are we ready to get to the top ten? People yeah. are, want us to get to the top ten. Uh, we knew there would be an LSU call or two in here, correct? Uh, there's only one. All right. But it's, it's a makeup call for Jim Hawthorne. We, we threw him under the bus with the worst calls because he got the name wrong with the Bluegrass Miracle. But I think he killed it on the Warren Morris walk-off home run. Here it is, 1996, Jim Hawthorne with the call at the World Series. Take a base hit, an error, a wild pitch or something. The stretch by Mars in the pitch. Swung on and hit the right field. That's way back there. Way back there. Hold on! Goodness. Oh, this is unbelievable. I do not oh. believe it. Oh, what a story. Good. 
That's darn good. That's really good, man. That's when the, the homerism, it, it sounds good. Yeah. The it, emotion. It, 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 you have to carry that because that was one of the greatest finishes ever, you know, especially for college baseball. And you, you really got that feeling. I mean, the guy had never hit a home run before. Yeah. He steps up to the plate and hits a home run for the game winner. And he delivered that in the call. Got yeah, that information exactly. in exactly. the call. Exactly. It's good stuff. Number 10 of the greatest calls Probably in this not. part of the area, this region, certainly. Certainly, but but all-time nationally, prob- probably not. But, again, that's it's a subjective list. All right, so I think this next one might be the most scrutinized for being in the top yeah, 10. Yeah, it is. Okay, but. For, for two things. First of all, the version that we have of it, uh, this happened in, what, uh, 2001, I believe? Yeah, it sounds like. But it sounds like it came. 60s. <laughs> from yes from 65 <laughs> right right uh, but still this is one of my all-time favorite calls i i don't care you can text us hate on us but you just like larry munson i love larry munson i really love larry munson and to set this up this was in 2001 when georgia played tennessee and david green threw it to uh Varen hayes with just mere seconds left in the game. I, you know what I like about this exercise? When Jake sets it up, he tells you what happens, and he does it with no emotion. Then we I'm follow it up I, with all the emotion. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm setting the table for these guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jake to the greatest calls of all time. This is number nine, supposedly. Got ten seconds. We're on the six. Michael Johnson turned around, asked the bench something. And now Green makes him line up on the right in the slot. We have three receivers. Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 fake. And there's a touchdown! Touchdown, my God, a touchdown! We threw it to, we threw it to Haynes. We just stepped over five seconds left. My God almighty, did you see what he did? David Green just straightened up, and we snuck the fullback over. Haynes is keeping the ball. Haynes has come running all the way across to the bench. We just dumped it over, it's 26 to 24. We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. Oh, I love it. That's, once again, just a great line, but not a top 10 oh, call. I don't now, that care. line is That is line gold. is legendary Pure to gold. me. I can't hear that enough. Does it help with the crackling where you're imagining that you're listening on a little radio <laughs> and you got the rabbit ears with the aluminum foil? Yeah. That's the kind of reception that you get. Right. Doing? I mean, it, it does sound like that. The quality's not fantastic. That was the best quality I could find on the Internet. Sorry. But we just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their <laughs> nose. Dude, that's beautiful. Uh, that is something you've never uttered in your life before. And no. Perhaps he had needed. Good stuff. Uh, 888-993-7762. Continue to weigh in. Uh, Richie says, place your bets on the Miracle on Ice being in the top five. Mm, Perhaps. Uh, Bud wants to know, is Kirk Gibson's World Series homer on that list? Mm, Maybe. Mm. All right. So are we ready for number eight? Sure. This is for you, This This is for you. Set this one up, Jake. I'm looking forward to this. I know you're a big golfing fan. I am not the biggest golf fan, but... I understand it is that this is probably the greatest shot in golf history. And, of course, I'm talking about Tiger Woods at the 2005 Masters. Um, this is Vern Lundquist, and, man, he really delivers on this shot. Yes, he does. 
he's going to have to to get it close. He's going to have to put it up into the slope, though, somewhat. And, of course, it's made a lot tougher by having that second cut right behind the ball. It almost forces him, I think, to put it back and have to hit a low shot. He cannot put it up in the air with the, with the second cut that close behind the ball. You can see him putting it back in his stance right here and picking the club up like he's going to hit right down on it. And uh, he's picked out a landing spot that is a good 25 feet above the hole. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? I love that call on so many different fronts. First of all, the birds chirping, the right mix. It's the it, you go from whispering, yes. you know, the traditional golf call to, yes. to, to being as quiet as the you can. Set up where he needs to go. You, you kind of paint the picture, even though it's on TV. You kind of know where he needs to place right. this ball. They explain that this is an extremely difficult mm -hmm. shot. He basically for him to get this in a five. Uh, feet radius would be incredible and then the ball just continues to roll towards the hole and then the ultimate commercial for Nike yeah where the ball just stops right with at the, the swoosh hole. right there oh man and the people were just like hollering trying to get it to go in and then have you ever seen that in your life that yeah. is that is awesome mm. Quint disagrees says not even the best by Vern mm. how about the yes sir call for Jack at the 86 Masters yes would you, you you like Tiger Woods or, or I like Tiger, but yes, I that's a too. good one. That's another good one, but I like I love that call. Keep them coming eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We look forward to catching up with uh, Chris Blair at the top of the hour, voice of the LSU Tigers. He's had a few great calls in his uh, past. We'll play a couple for you coming up uh, later in the show. But we go to number seven, Jay. All right, we we got two here. I just wanted to get you cheated. I cheated. It's fine. Two really good endings to two games. One is a classic. Mm. The other is from 2016. Okay, so first. I'd say both of them are classics. Now, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like you have to has to age. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, so we'll start with the, the vintage one first. Mm. Somebody asked if Kirk Gibson makes a list. He makes a list. Uh, where can you go wrong if you have a World Series and you have Vince Scully? You can't go wrong, first of all. I will say this, though, Aaron. This is not as great as I thought it was going to be. Mm. When I thought of greatest calls or most iconic calls of all time, this was one of the first things I thought about. Because I think visually you got that image in your right. head. Right. The call, and you'll hear it here. Jake I is uh, to, breaking down Vince Scully and bashing Vince I'm Scully. I'm not – no, he is a legend. This is – an iconic moment in sports, I just I automatically assume this would be in the top five. And it still makes the top ten just out of respect. Right. But if you compare it to some of the other calls, I can see why some people would would, would exclude it. Just here's the call. Let's let you judge the call. 88 World Series. But the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She
thoughts, Listen, Aaron. Thoughts. Uh, he could read the ingredients off the back of a cereal box, <laughs> and I would be interested. I, I, exa- I agree with that. But does he not sound a little less than excited? Uh, TV version there, so. And he let the crowd kind of. He did let the crowd. He did. Um, I do like the call too, where, um, you know, the impossible, improbable. That that's good. But Tabes, Jake's being hard on the Hall of Fame. I'm not. The be, legend, I'm just saying. It? I, it's not as great the, as I remember. That that that's the perfect call. He calls the play. He gives it six eight seconds to sink in because you're watching it on TV, and then he has an iconic line. Not just a great line, an iconic line. That's what the segment is. Top ten iconic great calls of all time. Yeah, it is, and that's why it deserves to be on there. But for that, I was thinking top five. After comparing it to some of these others, it's like you know what? Uh, I don't know if it makes my top five. Mm. All right, uh, Larry weighs in. We'll get uh, the other uh, seven uh, nominees or the top seven coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Before we go to a commercial break, Larry says two great calls that I like that might not make the list number one being the call from nbc of tiger woods putt on 18th in 2008 u.s open to force an 18 hole playoff and uh shane mcdonough's call when the braves sid bream slide into home to send the braves to the world series mm. uh, skip carey's call too uh was pretty good i think that was 1992 sid bream stumbling and lumbering around from second base jake martin's faster than sid bream well are you faster than him, though? Yes. Uh, 7 o'clock hour in the books. Coming up next, the voice of the LSU Tigers. We're going to surprise him with one of his all-time greatest calls coming up this right is after good the stuff. break. Yes. Morning Drive is back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.